models to the floor right now. All the 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 models to the floor right now. What's up, everyone, and welcome to our 22nd edition of the Sports Reality. I am Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host. Rike Akande. What's going on, everyone out there internationally in the U.S.? What's going on? I hope everyone's having a good hump day. What's yeah. going on, Jeremy? How's your week been so far? Uh, it's been going good so far. Um, had some obstacles, but got through it. And Yo, it is... tell me about it. These obstacles, man. We, we had a similar thing happen this week. We did. You go ahead first. What's going on? What oh, happened? well, you know, the car broke down. Got it working, but the car broke down on Sunday. Right. And just today, what happened with you? My good old faithful Honda Accord, man, broke down on me. But it's all my fault. It's negligence due to um, not taking care and, 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 you know, caring for her, feeding her, all that other stuff. So <laughs> it's, it's it's my fault. But, um... I'm going to get that taken care of tomorrow morning. But other than that, I've actually had a great week. Um, it's getting a little nippy out. Like, I was walking walking in today, and I was just like, man, it's, it's cold. I like the fall, but it was it's cold outside. Yes, it is definitely getting a lot cooler. I have my flannel shirt on, and I definitely have a hoodie on. Yeah. Uh, well, when I go outside, I have a hoodie on. Yeah. Of course, I have this lovely hat on also to protect my head, you know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so other than that, um, I've had a good week. Um what do you got going on for the rest of the weekend this weekend? Well, this weekend is Howard Homecoming, right? It is. And I, this is my first time ever being excited for Howard Homecoming because this studio is about to be really live. Yes, so if you're, at, if you're anywhere in the area, make sure you stop by Listen Vision. There's going to be a whole bunch of live performance, a whole bunch of stuff going on. So just make sure you stop by because we'll be here Saturday. Yes, we will. At some point. We're definitely going to stop by. So I'm looking forward to that. Also... Oh, yeah. Also, Church League. Church League, yeah. Right. MABA. M-A-B-A. Yo, check that league out. Google it. Google it. (laughs) Jeremy right here. Coach. Has one title under his belt. Well, yeah. One as a coach. Oh, one as a coach. One as a player. Excuse me. My bad. Two as a player. My bad. Two as a player. (laughs) Two as a player. (laughs) Hey, but yes. um, Season starts this week, right? Where's the game? Our game is at uh, Northwood High School in um, Silver Spring, Maryland. Northwood, so, okay. If anyone wants to come out and just catch some good. 10 o'clock? Uh, our game is at 9.30. 9.30? Okay. But there's games starting as early as 6.45. The younger kids definitely come out. If you're interested in just seeing um, local basketball uh, come out there. And there's uh, other games throughout the area. And we definitely will have a rep from the league someday come in. Yep, talk to you about the talk league. talk about it and promote it. But, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And, of course, Sunday is uh, devoted to football. To football, yeah. So, definitely there's a lot going on. Eric, how's everything with you? Good, guys. How you doing? 
Great. Doing good. Doing Great. good. Let's uh, get this show on the road and um, start with Major League Baseball and the World Series that is starting in a few minutes. On actually. tonight. Yes. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are visiting the Boston Red Sox for game one of the World Series. Fenway Park. This playoffs has been very exciting. Yeah. And when I mean very exciting, I mean from from even the playing games. Yes. Usually there's been some series in the past where it's uh, a little boring, but I feel like every series has been very good, starting with the the Pirates and the and the and the um, Reds and the Pirates and the Cardinals that went five games. Yeah. The um, Dodgers and the Braves and then and then the Dodgers and the and the um, and the Cardinals was a good series. Um, also Boston and and. The, I was about to say the Lions, the Tigers. <laughs> I knew it was a feline somewhere. <laughs> That's been very entertaining. But, yes, the World Series starts tonight. Uh, John Lester on the mound for the um, for the Red Sox and Carpenter on the mound for the Cardinals. Who do you think will be winning the World Series and in how many games? Hmm. I didn't even think of that. I thought you were about to just ask about game one. <laughs> Let's start with game one. Um, yeah, we can start with game one, yes. Tonight, um, I'm going with the Red Sox because they're at home. They yep. got some great fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have really good fans. And um, I think that's going to do a lot for them in this, in, this opening, in this opening game. I actually have them winning the whole thing as well. I don't know about how, in how many games, but um, I haven't been them winning the World Series, but definitely winning game one. I have the Red Sox winning game one also uh, with the momentum coming off the last series and just how they were almost down and out in the second game. And then they came back with the uh, with a great comeback. And I just felt at that point they were just going to beat the Tigers. I feel like they're going to win game one. And I think the Red Sox will also win the series, but it will go seven games. Oh. I see St. Louis stealing a game on the road. Okay. And maybe, maybe, maybe even two games on a row. We'll see. So that's what I think. I think the Red Sox definitely will come out victorious. And who do you think the MVP will be? Well, hmm. since um, we both said the Red Sox, and obviously we have to be a Red Sox player, but who do you think will be the MVP? Let's see. I have no idea. I think Jared Saltalamachia will end up being the the MVP of a, the World Series. That's He's a good pick. been uh, on fire throughout this postseason, and I think it will just continue. Um, I've, the good thing about this series is there are two cities that are baseball towns. Yes. Boston. You can talk about baseball year-round on Sports Talk Radio. Uh-huh. And St. Louis is known as... Uh, baseball town in America. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just known as that's their sport. Yes, they have the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Rams, but the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals is is the attraction there. And they got fans everywhere. And yes, they do. Everywhere. I remember going to Nationals, the, the Cardinals Nationals game. They they just had so many fans yes. in the stadium. And that's usually some of the premium games are usually the St. Louis Cardinal games. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be a very entertaining World Series. In other news, in Major League Baseball, Jim Leland, the manager of the Detroit Tigers, stepped down. Um, what is his legacy with Detroit? Yeah, and I didn't realize until like the hype 
you know, until it was until now, what he's done. He's been to the World Series with them twice. Yes. And in like seven or eight seasons. Yes. Yeah. So and, uh, made the playoffs four consecutive right. uh, years, and that's the only manager to do that for the right. Detroit that's a Tigers. That's, that's a big deal. So they're definitely feeling it, and I know it's definitely an emotional thing for that organization to see him step down. Um, in the one article I read, I didn't really see, other than for him saying it's you know it's his time. I didn't see any other reason that he gave. Um, he is up there in age. He's like, yes. how old did you say he was? Like, in his eighties. Yeah. So and he's, he's been in. He's been a manager for many decades. He did right. win a World Series in nineteen ninety seven mm-hmm. with the Florida Marlins. Right. So um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be emotional for the organization, and um, he definitely left his left a, a mark, a mark with that team and that whole organization. Now, do you think? Um, do you think he'll manage again? I don't know. It depends. Like it depends on if there's surrounding factors as to why he's stepping down, like health, stuff like that. I don't see him coming back from that. But if you know, he wants to say, "Hey, I want to take another crack at it." Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see that happening. And do you think the Nats is a good team if he decides to manage again? The Nats. I mean, I'm biased. I would like to see him come to Washington, but um, I believe the Nats is one. There's probably a couple other teams that. Might be a good fit for him, but um, yeah, sure. I'd like to see him in Washington. I would like to see him in Washington too because uh, it's been he showed that he could deal with um, high caliber athletes, right? And the Nationals have a lot of good players. Uh, you have Steven Strasburg, you have Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. you have Ryan Zimmerman, Jordan Zimmerman, um, you have Gio Gonzalez, and I could go on and on of all the good players, mm-hmm. uh, players who have been all stars who are now in the Washington Nationals. Um, and I think with his experience in Detroit and in Florida and in Pittsburgh and all his other stops, I feel like the Nationals players would actually respect, respect him, him right. just like they respected Davey Johnson. Okay. Because Davey was really respected from day one. When he became the interim manager, you could tell the players started to really play hard and they wanted to play for him. And then, of course, they made the playoffs last year. And this year was a little disappointment, but they finished strong. So I feel like if Jim Leland decides to come back and he wants to check the Nats out, I, f- I think the Nats should definitely uh, give him a holler. This is the first time that we have not started with the NFL first. That's true. And World since, Series tonight, though, man. Got yes, to pay respect to MLB. Yes, and since uh, maybe preseason in the NFL. Right. <laughs> so, but that's, that's always been the first time. <laughs> yes. It's the second, though. Yes, it is. Let's move <laughs> on to the NFL and recap. Week 7 of the NFL, starting last Thursday night, the Seahawks of Seattle visited Arizona Cardinals. Seahawks victorious 34-22. Once again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are winless, and they continue that trend by losing to the Atlanta Falcons 31-23. This was a very good game. 45-41 Redskins over the Bears. Another NFC East team, Cowboys 17-3 over the Eagles. This was a big rival going rivalry game this past week. Patriots, mm. Jets, and the Jets came out victorious 30-27. to Another division game in the, in the AFC East. Bills with the last second field goal, 23-21 over the Dolphins. The Chargers came cross-country and still defeated the other winless team in the NFL, the 0-7 Jaguars, the Chargers 24-6. Panthers 
30-15 doubled up the St. Louis Rams, and there was a lot of drama, and we will definitely get into the drama of that game. Another very good game of the week, showcasing the best, one of two of the best wide receivers in the game. Bengals 27-24 over the Lions. 49ers 31-17 over the Tennessee Titans. Texans, man, they just can't, they just can't win. Yeah. And the, the Chiefs, Chiefs can't, can't lose. <laughs> the Chiefs can. <laughs> and the Chiefs can't lose. 17-16 in Arrowhead, still undefeated, and the one and only undefeated team in the NFL. Mm. Steelers, Ravens has been probably the biggest rivalry game in the NFL the past three seasons, 19-16, with a Sean Sweesham game-winning field goal. Steelers win, 19-16. Sean Sweesham, former Redskin. Yes. The Packers, 31-13 over the Browns. On Sunday night, Peyton Manning's homecoming. Back to Indianapolis. Peyton! Peyton actually had a good game when you think about it, but it wasn't the 2013 Peyton status, and they did not come out of Indianapolis with a win. Colts 39-33. And once again, another snoozer on Monday Night Football. The Giants decided to win a game. DJ Boom's team, they did win, and they won 23-7. Out of all these games here, which game? um, What was the game of the week for you? Um, I'm going to say the Jets-Patriots game. That was a good game. Um, it, it, it's a good game. It's like, it, I like, I'm, I'm, I like watching Gino and, um, and I, I like watching Tom Brady work with what he has with, uh-huh. like, cause he's still like, it, it's impressive to me. Like I might, people might be saying I'm overrating him, but like, it's impressive to see that he is, it's like he started the season with no receiving core, like, and he's and it's like he had all the old people that he had. It's like he has Wes Welker out there with the uh-huh. numbers he's getting and what he's still doing. So that's impressive to watch week after week. And then it was good to just watch. I mean, it was good to see them, the Jets, really step up to the plate. You know what I'm saying? So that was like that was the game to me. And second would probably be the the, um, the Bengals game, Bengals and the Lions. Well, uh, I'm glad you picked two games because this weekend I did not watch an NFL game because I had a photo shoot. So. You did. Oh, you did. <laughs> so I didn't watch did. any football you did. I, except the Monday night game, and I was highly disappointed. <laughs> Dang, that's the only football you got to watch this week? Yes. Monday night? Yeah. That's terrible. Redskins was also a good game. Yes, it was. There was a lot of good games. There, there, was, was. there was. But those were probably the three for, or four. I picked four. Yeah. Broncos, Colts, um, Bengals, Lions, Redskins, um, Redskins, Bears, and um, Patriots, Jets. Those are probably the games that stuck out to me the most. Now, um, there were some star players that were injured this Man. week. Cutler in our game. Cutler with a um, torn groin it out was, for uh, four, four, week, weeks. four to six weeks. And the groin is, that's just the, Miles Austin, you already know. You, yeah. you experience firsthand. Yes. Like, that's a bad injury. Like, it's you, you could say four weeks. It could be a month. It could you could be come back several after the four, years. Right. You could, <laughs> <laughs> it could be several years. You come back from that in four weeks, and you could be out again for two weeks. It's just a nagging injury. See, that's why they say, like, if they say four weeks, take five weeks. It's just an annoying injury. But did you see when he got hit or when he – Yeah, he got it's thrown weird, like, like a rag doll. But it didn't look rough, though. Right. It was I just thought like, it was his hip or something. But, yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, Jay Cutler, one player – 
uh, Lance Briggs with his shoulder, yeah. Charles Tillman with his shoulder and bicep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Brandon Merriweather just laying the wood on people yep. uh, illegally, but laying the wood nonetheless. Brian Cushion broken leg out for the year. Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley with the stretcher. Uh, yeah, with the bruised spine. It's bad. Uh, who had to be? That's frightening. Yes, carted off. Carted off and was in the ICU and is contemplating. Retirement right now. All right, he said they said he regained like full movement and everything. He regained that back not too long after he was put in the ICU. But that's frightening, man. Yes. that is very frightening. That'll make you rethink life real quick. Reggie Wayne out for the season. Out right? for the season, torn ACL <laughs> off of a fluky type play. He's gonna uh, his Somebody con- else was consecutive out. streak will end. Nick Foles with a head injury. Yeah, man. The Eagles are just hurting right now. Yes. And Michael Vick, yes, is coming back, but he's he's coming back partly because he has to. Right, right. Um, do you think there's a reason for all these injuries? And not just all these injuries, all these injuries for notable players. I forgot another one. Uh, Arian Foster got hurt oh, yeah. in the first quarter of the game also. And I think we're feeding one more. One more person's out for the season. It was Reggie Wayne and somebody else. I feel like we are forgetting someone. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, you were saying, do I think there's this? There's a reason for all these injuries. I mean, some of them are not. I mean, like Jermichael Finley, that wasn't fluke. I mean, he got crunched. That wasn't fluke. Um, To me, like Jay Cutler, that was fluke to me. So, like, fluke injuries, those happen. Why they're happening so frequently, I don't really know. Like, I I don't know. I wouldn't say across the board people are not you know, conditioning and, and doing what they need to do before the season starts. So I don't really know. I know some of it could be attributed to recklessness, like Brandon Merriweather. I mean, he's just, he's reckless. So he's just taking people out left and right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could be a reason for some of the injuries that he's caused and to himself and to other people. But I don't know. I don't think I can lump it all under one cause. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm not sure either. I just feel it's like just crazy. this season there's a lot of star star athletes who are getting hurt. Of course, Julio Jones got yeah. hurt early in the year, and and all the people who got Gronkowski is just coming back. Right. And uh, you have DeMarcus Ware who's hurt, mm-hmm. uh, DeMar- uh, DeMarco Murray, Miles off Austin, of course, with the hamstring and the groin. And you have um, RG3 injury. who is just coming back. And there's just, just injuries. Just back in the groove, too. Yeah, injuries all over the board. Just today... Um, Josh Freeman may not play this Sunday against the Packers with concussion-like symptoms. You had the Browns who are on their third quarterback because Brandon Weeding and Brian Hoyer are are injured. Um, E.J. Manuel. We're just naming a lot of good players who who are injured right now. Did you say Cushing? Yes, Brian Cushing. Because he's out for the season. Yeah, out for the season Okay, that's again. the other person I was thinking about. Yes, another. It was him and Reggie Wayne. Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah. Um, last year was his ACL, but now it's a broken leg. I don't know what the reason is. I know for sure some of the leg injuries, those who are getting tackled are hit down low. It's because you can't really tackle up high anymore now. Right. But not all the injuries this year or, or this week have been because of that. Um, There's just... I don't know. It's just really a mystery. And next year, we'll probably have only one star player who gets hurt. It happens like this sometimes. Let's move on to Steve and Steve Smith and Janoris Jenkins, their little feud that they had. Um, Eric, if you could just cue up the video to Steve Smith 
with his comments about Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins was going up against Steve Smith. He's the defensive back for the St. Louis Rams. And there was some trash talking. And uh, just take a listen to um, what Steve Smith had to say about the trash talk of uh, Janoris Jenkins. play them games. Yes, he definitely doesn't play those games. Don't talk Steve about Smith, his wife. Can't be talking about his wife. Steve Smith is, uh, you should know by now that he will get on the opponent and will get on his teammates. He is known to um, getting in fights with his teammates. Steve Smith is probably someone I would never mess with in the NFL. Amongst them. Right, right. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't say. mess with anybody in the NFL. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I bet you a million bucks that the 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 smallest kicker on any NFL team could probably kick any of our asses. That, that's the, true. He that, probably weighs over 200 pounds and is probably <laughs> over six foot. <laughs> that the yeah, same. Some, there's some truth to that, but Steve Smith <laughs> definitely is not to be messed with. Um, my question is, uh, do you think certain? Trash talk isn't appropriate on the field. Yeah. It's it's all a head game. Yeah. I mean. Isn't that what they always say in football is that it's 90, 90% mental? Mm-hmm. I, so, go go so ahead. You know? Like, I don't know. It's Because, it's like, some people, when they play sports, some people we know, actually, they black out. Yes. Like, you're blacking out. Like, you'll say things, and you won't remember them after the game. <laughs> like, you're blacking out. And you'll be playing sports with friends, and you'll say stuff, and then after, and then it's nothing. Guys can walk up. Like, I've seen it, like, you know, basketball mm-hmm. and sports. But, like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like, some things I, I, I want to say as an as a athlete, as being an athlete, that, you know, it's just part of the game. Trash uh-huh. talk is part of the game, and it is part of the game. But I feel like there is that step over the line. And that step over the line, I think is going to be is is not as shallow as whatever happened with them. If he really did say something about his wife, like I think the step over the line, trash talk on during the game or during whatever. I think it's when you take personal shots at like like if someone were to say something on the field about Adrian Peterson's son or something uh-huh. crazy like that, or this your son died because of you or something stupid like that. Uh-huh. That's just crazy. Yeah, like that's hitting a trigger. Uh-huh. If he says something according along that lines, but if you're talking about oh your wife's a B or blah blah blah, I mean. Uh, 
that's things people say. Yeah. That's things people say. But trash talk definitely is part of sports. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be soft and say that trash talk is uh ruins the game and blah blah blah. It's part of the game. I feel like nothing is off limits. However, don't be surprised when someone swings on you. Exactly. That's that's a better way to put it. That's <laughs> a better be way to put it. Don't be surprised when someone swings that's on you. That's a better way to put it. And we've had a run. You can say whatever you want to say. You can black out. Be prepared for those crazy people like Steve Smith that are not going to take that. And they're <laughs> yes. going to retaliate in some type of way. And during... we, we have seen and heard of people who, right. have, who have actually retaliated from someone saying something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like nothing's off limit, of course. There's some things that are grimier than the other. Right, but and if some things intent, are going to warrant a response, a reaction. Yeah. But if the intent is solely just to get you off your game, then so I don't have it. a problem. That's what D'Angelo Hall does. Just just be surprised for when someone swings on you. Exactly. That's let's well uh, let's show our top play of the week. And uh, because YouTube couldn't let me flourish, we have one play. Flourish. <laughs> um, Eric, if you could just play our NFL play of the week for us. Again, the angle toward the sidelines, and Hester running from west to east. He's got a line set up. He's across midfield, down the sideline. Hester will take it all the way. 81 yards for a Bears touchdown. Now that is Devin Hester with uh, his punt return, which broke the record for the most returns of any sort for a touchdown you know some people would say you know i'm okay with that being this the the play of the week because we won or some people would say you know look at the scoreboard mm-hmm. i don't say that because this is ridiculous this this is ridiculous so i'm not one of those fans they're gonna say oh yeah i don't care jeremy we won anyways or look at the scoreboard i'm not one of those fans let's put it like there's this. no way that that should happen again you said that you took extra you put extra emphasis on special teams after the what the debauchery that happened last week. You said that you took time out in practice to correct this, and then it happens again. Not only was it bad, first of all, did you hear what the announcer said? He went east to west. <laughs> he did. He went from that one is, side of the field That's unacceptable. To the other. That is very unacceptable. I'm done. But that's unacceptable. So I'm not okay with, yeah, we won the game by four points, but... That's still you could ridiculous. Have easily lost the game. That's off of that not play. okay. That is not okay. Okay, special teams. That is not okay. Keith Burns has become popular in the wrong ways. Yeah. In this area, people I didn't know, know who he is now. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he was who he was. And yes, I'm not a fan of the Washington Redskins, but I did not know who he was until the Sunday night game. Yeah, fans I of think. the Washington Redskins did not know who he was until yeah. they, last they, week. People still thought Danny Smith was a special teams coach. <sighs> it's not okay. Let's move down a level to the NCAA and just recap the top 10 teams in college football. At number 10, we have Texas Tech at number 10 at 7-0. Number 9, 6-1 Clemson at number 8, Baylor 6-0. At number 7, Miami of Florida at 6-0. At number 6, Stanford at 6-1. At number 5, Missouri at 7-0. At number four, Ohio State, 7-0. and Z. Yes, the Ohio State with 19 straight um, wins. Uh, Oregon, number seven. I mean, I'm sorry, number three at 7-0. and mm-hmm. uh, Florida State, number two at 6-0. and And Alabama, 7-0 and at number one. And these are the BCS standings. So uh, 
if, of course, the championship were to be today, Alabama, Florida State will be playing. There were some upsets um, this past weekend. Texas A&M lost to Auburn. Louisville lost to Central Florida. LSU lost to Ole Miss. Clemson lost to Florida State. Yeah, I heard about that. Which one of these teams lost hurts them the most in the BCS? Mm, I would say Texas A&M. I would have to agree with you also because now they have two losses and now they're not even in the top ten. Yeah. For them to work their way up, they have to really hope some teams start losing. Right. They have to and hope have maybe to. LSU loses another game. And, well, now there's kind of no hope for Texas A&M. You have to hope Alabama loses a game, too, sometime near the end so they could play because they're in the same um, same division. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what they have to hope for. Um, and it's good to see Florida State. Man. I have some friends that go to Auburn. I should text them and see how – how, How crazy it was there. <laughs> over there. Let's uh, move on to our sports bloopers. And we have two entertaining bloopers for this week. Is that um, Devin Hester run back a blooper yeah. for the Washington Redskins? We, we could play that again if nope. you want. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just saying. <laughs> blooper number one. That's a blooper. That's just easy pickings for Brandon Whedon. So Whedon with a first down. Dancing around. He's under pressure. Just flips it. And it is intercepted. That is Brandon Whedon. Who just flipped the ball up (laughs) with with his offhand, his left hand. This is to tie the game in the fourth quarter. I had had so much faith in Brandon Whedon until this play. That's blooper number one. And blooper number two, um, before you started, Eric, um, let's remember it was the Colts versus... The the Broncos and the starting quarterback for the Broncos is who? Peyton Manning. All right, Eric, if you could just play that clip for us. Let's move over to Vontae Davis, who was part of the oh, secondary, who really did a a stellar job on a team that was scoring 44 points per game. How did this defense? What do they have in their minds coming in to face this offensive juggernaut, if you will? Well, we had a good good week of practice. We prepared really hard for Tom Brady. So, <laughs> Carried over from practice into the game. You guys started the game with. <laughs> Yo, I remember this. Vontae Va- uh, uh, Davis, man, local guy from the DMV, Vernon Davis's brother. Yeah. Oh, man, he's funny. Oh, yeah, man. Did you see him on Hard Knocks last season? No. When he got cut, he was just like, he was so confused. Oh, no, when he got traded. And he was like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he was like, can I call my grandmother? Can I call my grandmother? And this is just how he spoke. In that interview was how he spoke to the coach. He just he just speaks funny, you know. But it was just so funny. He was like, Yeah, man, gonna get Tom Brady. <laughs> we prepared, we prepared for Tom Brady. <laughs> he probably ain't know it. He probably, he like, probably yeah, doesn't man. even know. We like, did we did prepare for Tom Brady, man. We just went up against Peyton. <laughs> so those are our sports bloopers. Man. Moving on to the NBA. Uh, this past weekend, um, 75% of the NBA GMs in a Sports Illustrated article said that the Heat will three-peat. They also said the other teams that may win this season, uh, possibly Chicago Bulls, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the um, L.A. Clippers, and Spurs. Do you agree with uh, their assessment that the Heat will three-peat? With the majority of the GMs. Yeah, I agree. I said that. We've said that like a couple, not a couple months ago, but a couple weeks ago. And I'm, and um, so far, I mean, 
you can't really gauge anything off of well I don't ever gauge anything off the preseason except for players coming off of injuries that's all I really pay attention to in preseason um but um I still nothing's swayed my swayed my decision of thinking that they're going to three-peat um I think those GMs are smart 75 they've acknowledged defeat basically these well GMs. yeah but this is the NBA is probably the one sport out of the major um, well, no, that in baseball where you just say, you know what, I'm, I just have a team because I have a team. Like, I feel like the NFL and NHL, I feel like quite a few teams can actually win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in and, and the NBA, it is right now legitimately only five teams who could possibly win out of 30 right now. Same thing with Major League Baseball. But Major League Baseball has been getting a little bit better where you're starting to see uh, different teams in the mix. Um, there also was another article that came out and said, 11 of the 30 GMs in the NBA said they will not start their franchise with LeBron James if they had to start all over. That he is not a piece to start a team with. Hmm. Do you agree or disagree? Um, disagree because LeBron's not a role player, so <laughs> I don't know what else there is. Yeah, it's a complete disagree for me. <laughs> like, those are just clearly LeBron haters because there's LeBron haters within the league, out the. Li- I mean, he's not a role player, so what are you doing with him? I mean, you're not asking him to hey play alongside of someone. <laughs> so I mean, you gotta, and it might be difficult, but you gotta, you can build a team around LeBron James. Uh, opening night starts next Tuesday, October 29th. There are three games. Uh, Magic visiting the Pacers, Bulls visiting the Heat, and the Lakers and Clippers with the uh, L.A. showdown. Who's winning the Magic Pacers? Uh, I'm going to go with the Pacers, Paul George. I think so, the Pacers also with uh, Granger coming back and Mm -hmm. Roy Hibbert, David West. They will just demolish uh, the Magic. The Magic right now are a growing team. They're they're, they're rebuilding. Bulls Heat. Who's winning that game? That's going to be an entertaining game, a good game. Um, The first game, um, the Heat. I have the Heat winning. And not just because, I mean, I have them winning the championship. It's it's in Miami, right, the game? Yes. Yeah, I I feel like it's going to be a good game, but I still think the Heat will win. Who do you have winning? I think the Heat will win, but I think it will be a very close game, and I feel like there will be a mistake on the Bulls' part that would allow the Heat to squeak out the win. That's my prediction. And Lakers Clippers with the LA showdown. Who's winning that game? Um, probably the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Clippers. I mean LA. What do you? I don't know. This wasn't in the rundown, but um, Doc Rivers has decided for all Clipper home games to put up banners of Clipper players to to cover up the Lakers championship banners. Smart or dumb idea? Say that one more time. Doc Rivers, because they share the same arena, the Staples Center, has decided to cover up the Lakers um, championship and retired jersey banners with banners of current Clipper players. Good or bad decision? I think it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad decision, but why are you drawing attention to that? First of all, the cameras do not go up there. You're not looking at those during your game. And for you to do that you're drawing attention i don't know that's weird to me like you're drawing attention you're I saying think it's a bad idea yeah like i should feel like it, you're should, nobody should try to erase history yeah if it's not broke don't fix it like the cameras are not flashing up there during your game they're not looking at your game and then during a break flashing the cameras up and seeing lakers banners like i don't know like I, maybe i understand where he's coming from he wants to it to be the clippers 
stadium when they're the, or playing or whatever, but that's, I don't know, that's reaching to me. I don't feel like it's necessary, I think, but I don't think it's a bad, I don't know. I think it's a great idea because you say you don't see them on TV, but there are lots of people who notice that. My brothers always used to ask, well, why is the Lakers banners up there? My girlfriend has asked that. My parents have asked that. I've heard lots of people on sports radio who have, who have asked that question when it pertains to L.A. basketball. Um, I think it's a great idea. Like, this is a Clippers home game. This is what it would look like. Um, look what happens with the Jets and the Giants. Totally different arena stadium when they play. And sometimes they play – <laughs> the day after sometimes and things are totally different so i think it's a good thing if you're coming to see a clippers home game you're coming to see a clippers home game mm-hmm. we don't need to see and yes the lakers i mean the clippers in the past they deserve to be treated like um stepchildren because they've been so bad but i feel like during their games uh they should cover up the banners that's mm-hmm. how i feel Let's move on to our sports memes. And we have more than five sports memes because I just saw so many <laughs> that were just so funny. And um, hopefully y'all will like them. And um, I enjoyed every single one of them. Meme number one, Eric. Why Washington is really called the Redskins. Oh, oh, well, this is, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yes, we can stay there. Why Washington is really called like- the Redskins. <laughs> His, look at the color of his face in that jacket. Man. Same color. Mike Shanahan, a.k.a. Lobster Face, like Fred Smoot calls him. <laughs> Meme number Smoot. two. Hey, CFL, are you guys hiring? That is Mark Sanchez. Man, looking. Looking what? Suspect. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Very. Model, though. Model, definitely yeah. model. Meme number three. Stuck in the hospital because... They keep giving me tests, but I don't pass. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. But I'm done. <laughs> Was I the only one that chuckled? <laughs> yes, I think so. Womp, womp. Man, Kobe don't pass. Let's just look at him. Womp, don't womp. pass, man. <laughs> Meme number four. Just only the faces make it. Womp, man. Come on, I don't pass the ball. <laughs> Meme number Shrugs. four. LeBron haters be like, disrespect. Just, just took him off the cover. I ain't playing that game. That's terrible, man. That's another level of hate. <laughs> Meme number five. Like if you have as many RBIs as Prince Fielder has this postseason, I think we would be liking that picture because I mean that picture because he had none. <laughs> So we've had just as many That's RBIs. That's a funny picture. Why do people pick the funniest pictures? They pick <laughs> the funniest pictures for memes. <laughs> He's had just as many Don't. RBIs as Don't. we have had in this studio. <laughs> Meme number six. Yeah. That is Can Splash you Mountain. No, I, I didn't get this one. Explain this one That to is me. Tory Hunter when he oh. went over the fence in um, Fenway to get that <laughs> home run. And that is the uh, bullpen. That's a good one. That is the bullpen security yeah. who was there, and he celebrated. Good <laughs> so one. He's on Splash Mountain in Disney World. Good one. And yeah, they're in the first row of the roller coaster. Good one. <laughs> I don't even know what number we're on, but the next meme. Jaguar fans be like, we beat the largest point spread in pro football history. Yo, turn up. 
<laughs> they were supposed to lose by 35. That's how much the points spread. <laughs> they were supposed to lose by hey, 35. You gotta celebrate any type of victories. Any type of any type of record you break. Gotta celebrate the small things. You need something to celebrate. Yeah, meme number eight. Only the Raiders. <laughs> Only. Have a fourth and forty-eight. Only. Fourth and half the field. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. Man. Only. <laughs> Wherever you are, just cut half of that out. <laughs> Only the Raiders. And those are our sports memes. Man. If you have any memes that you would like us to show on any episode, just email it to us at thesportsreality at gmail.com. Or you could tweet it to us, sportsrealityLV on Twitter. Yes. Let's move on to our topic of the week. And with a lot of speculation, not from um, the Minnesota Vikings, but from the media, who is always trying to come up with something. Some type of headline. Yes. Uh, lots of people in the media are saying that the Minnesota Vikings should trade Adrian Peterson, and that made us think, what are the best and worst trades in sports history? you have any ideas, Rike? That's a large area, too, of sports history. How about you start with one, then I start with I'll start with, with um, what I think the best is. And, and that's what we were talking about earlier. The best trade for the Los Angeles Lakers would have been in 1996 with Kobe Bryant. They mm -hmm. came up. Of course, we were talking about it. They didn't know. No one really knew what he was going to amount to. And that's why it's probably one of the best trades. Because obviously someone saw something. Jerry West. And it was, I think, right. Um, and it was for veteran Vladi. Blah. Blah. Vladi. Yeah. yeah. You could say it like that. Blah. You could say Vlade, it like that. Flopper. Mr. Flop. <laughs> so um, that's that's probably one of the best trades because no one knew what he was going to amount to. But Jerry West saw something. They saw something. A couple of people saw something. And that's, I mean, that's big. You see what he did for the, this organization and see what he's amount to, one of the greatest to play the game. So I would say that's one of the best. That's the better end. And you can't – and like you were saying, you raised a good point. You can't say that was a bad trade mm -hmm. because who – you know, who knew? It's not like he came out like LeBron James. You don't really – no one really knew. He wasn't that good. Yeah. So it wasn't you – can't, you can't fault um, – you can't fault, you know, them for the trade, but – I would say that's the best trade for the Lakers on the Lakers' behalf. Another Laker trade that is the best and at the same time worst trade for the other team, Pal Gasol being traded from Memphis to the Lakers. How that was even allowed, I do not know. But yeah, Pal Gasol talks about that. Uh, ended up with the Lakers. The Memphis Grizzlies end up getting Javaris Crittington, who um, was then traded to the Wizards, who is now not in the league because of murder charges. Kwame Brown, who is a journeyman. And they did get Marc Gasol out of it, but Marc Gasol, you know, just, just got over there. So I think that's the best and worst trade. I'm going to say another trade that is the best trade, and it is my Dallas Cowboys in 1989, traded Herschel Walker, who was then a Pro Bowl and All-Pro running back to Minnesota Vikings for a collection of picks. And those picks, one of them ended up being Emmett Smith, which mm. completed the triplets and started a dynasty. The first team in NFL history to um, win three Super Bowls in four years. That is, on the other hand, the worst trade because the Minnesota Vikings got a Herschel Walker who was out of the league in a 
two in two years. So um, I think that's one of them. Is there any other trades that come to your mind? I I, I think I'm I have one. Do you want me to go ahead? Go ahead. I have one more, but go ahead. Seattle Supersonics trading Scottie Pippen for Olden mm. Polynes. Scottie Pippen then teams up with Michael Jordan. Yep. And the rest is history. Olden Polynes was a journeyman in the NBA. Yes, he was a fairly decent center, but he played for numerous teams. Scottie Pippen, most of his career was with the Chicago Bulls. Six rings with Michael Jordan. Hmm. Uh, another trade, probably, that I think, well, it's not even that bad. I don't even know if it's a good or a bad trade. I would say a good trade, but it's not one of the, nah. I think that's, I think that's the only one I got. Kobe Bryant. No. How about this? Brett Favre from the Atlanta Falcons to the Green Bay Packers. He was traded for... Um, Who was he traded for? What was that? In 1991. In the 90, actually, in the 92 draft, he got traded. I mean, the 92 offseason, he got traded from Atlanta to, um, to the Packers for a draft pick that none of us remember. And the rest is history, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Favre was a nobody. When he got traded, he threw one pass. And that one pass was an interception returned for a touchdown in Atlanta Yikes. when they traded for him. There is another trade. And here he is today. And yes, <laughs> the most touchdowns. Yes, he has the most interceptions in history, but he also has the most touchdowns in history. Uh, there's another trade. Um, the Golden State and the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics made a trade where... Um, Robert Parrish ended up in Boston and a draft pick. And that draft pick ended up becoming Kevin McHale. And that started the second Boston dynasty in the 80s with Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. That's a big one. And oh, yeah, Larry Bird. That's a big one. That was a very good. And the Warriors got um, Joe Barry, Carroll, and Ricky Brown. Man, that's a big one. And uh, Joe Barry, Carroll. Joe Barry Carroll, who they call um, Joe Barely Cares, was a bust in the NBA. <laughs> Joe Barely Cares. How about this? Babe Ruth traded from Boston I to saw New that. York. I saw that one. For money and a, um, a Broadway play. <laughs> I did get traded for a Broadway play. Like, I don't even understand. That's disrespect, <laughs> I feel. Like, the play, the the studio, that, that those, whatever, the play ended up moving to Boston because the owner had ownership of it. And um, ended up being the curse of the Bambino because the Yankees went on to win and numerous World Series. They won 20, I think it was like 25 or 26 World Series before the Red Sox ended up winning one. And... Um, Yes, the Red Sox for over 90 years, 80 years, I'm sorry, did not win a World Series. Um, there's some other ones. Um, and There was one with Dante Culpepper. Dante Drew Brees. I, I lost it, though. Oh, that one. 
would have been. Uh, Miami was about to um, was going to sign Drew Brees, and they yeah. and they uh, their doctor said I don't know about his shoulder because he had just torn his rotator cuff yeah. uh, the previous year, and then uh, Miami didn't select him, and the Saints ended up signing him, and. The rest is history. Once again, Saints end up winning a Super Bowl. Exactly. Miami has had a quarterback carousel since Dan Marino. Until now, Ryan Tannehill. Um, so those are just a few of our um, best and worst trades in sports history. Um, there's also Pedro Martinez from the Montreal Expos. Oh, true. To, to the Red Sox. Um, man, there's there's so that's another trade. That's out there. Let's move on to our question and answer segment, our Q&A session. Q&As. There's a bunch of them. Yes, they are. And a lot of them came from our boy Matt, who should be on the show one day. Um, and I did favorite them, and a lot of them were good. So we're going to answer as many of those questions. I think we could get definitely to all of them. First question, should the Vikings trade Peterson and start over again? Um... I honestly think the only way for them to start over again is to trade him. I mean, he's he's of high value. Yeah, so if you're really to. trying to start over again, you, you kind of have to trade him. It sucks to let someone like that go, but you haven't been able to do – you haven't been able to build a team around him, so you're going to probably have to. So if that's what they're trying to do, I think it would be a good look. Yes, I would have to agree with you also. Um, you know, like uh, we were talking – Earlier, um, of course, the media is saying a front one, a front runner for this supposed trade should be the Dallas Cowboys. Man, I'll be so happy if that happens. I'll be so happy. Let's um, move on to another question that Matt had. Who would you uh, rather build your team with, Ray John Rondo or Russell Westbrook? Uh, Rondo. I would have to agree with you too. If I'm starting a team, Rondo. Um, but if I was the second team that had to pick. Westbrook, then I would probably devise my team a different way. Right. But, uh, yes, I still would take Rondo first. This uh, is a funny question. Who's the NFL's Chris Bosh? And this is coming from my boy Matt, so he's probably talking about, you know how people make fun of Chris Bosh all the time, about all those memes, and people question his, um, his manhood and all of that. Who in the NFL is questioned so much? A good NFL player who's questions so much who's nfl chris bosh hmm i know my answer already i don't know i don't know i don't know tom brady tom brady <laughs> his fashion uh, oh, the Tom fact Brady. that he's you with mean off the field. Yeah, the fact that he's with Giselle Bunchen he off has the, the, field. the uggs endorsement <laughs> man like and he wears the, the ugly. He wears them things faithfully. <laughs> he, he wears, wears them the faithfully. <laughs> Let's move on real quick to some other questions. Um, oh, WC Boyer yes. has a good question. Will the Golden State Warriors be in the top three, be a top three seed in the West? Um, man, I, I was just saying this in the car on the way on the way here. They're going to be good. Top three in the West. I don't know if they'll hit top three. I would have to agree. I don't know if they're going to hit top three. I really think they're going to be very good, though. But I don't know about top three. Yes, I think um, I think they may be the fourth seed. Yeah. And I'm saying behind Spurs, Clippers, uh, OKC. OKC. And they could definitely be the, the fourth seed. 
Um, our CEO, DJ Boom, asked the question, will the Knicks be better or worse than last year? Um, I think they'll be better, especially with the addition of uh, Metal World Peace. Metal World Peace. And hopefully you could get something out of Amari, even though last week we were talking about Amari, maybe the, the end of his career. Hopefully you could get something out of him. Um, and the next question he asked was, what key positions are they missing? Uh, maybe... I think they're missing, and yes, I think they're missing a, a power forward because of Amari not being there. Right. Or not being and the Amari. starting to become a shooter. Yes. Starting him to rely on that jump shot. And not playing the defense that, well, he's never played defense, but it, right. now it's really showing. I agree with what you said. I think they need a true power forward, a defending power forward. And um, I also think they'll be better. Um, yeah, I just... This isn't even a question. This is my question to you. I got a question for the show today. Do you think Melo stays after this year? Mm. Yes or no? <laughs> and do you think he sh- do you think he should? And what do you think he's gonna do? What do you think he should do? I think LA is gonna be calling him. Right. I think because that that's just a perfect situation for another star to just come in. Right. Um, however, he does have a lot of ties in New York. His wife is finally, I think, really situated with MTV and, mm-hmm. and VH1 in New York. Of course, they could easily make it a reality show and say, hey, we're moving to L.A., but, you know, the process of moving is really tough. Um, but I think um, I think, I think he I think he, he could go to L.A. Okay. I think he needs to leave if he's trying to win, and I think he needs to leave. He's trying to win. And I think um, the reason why he went to New York is because he thought Amari and some other people yeah. might have been there. Now yeah. that he's been there and Amari barely... I don't think... I'm not exaggerating. I don't think they've played 30 games together. I don't think so. That might not be a stretch. I really don't think so. There's another question from Miss Eaglet on Twitter. Uh, why do the Eagles suck? I don't think they suck. I just think they had some unfortunate uh, circumstances with uh, Michael Vick going down. Um their record could easily be different if they beat the Chargers. They lost last second against the Chargers. Um, what's another team that they lost to? Um, of course, they lost to the Broncos. Um, they did lose to the Chiefs, but now the Chiefs are they are still undefeated. Um, and this past Sunday, they lost to my Dallas Cowboys. That, that was expected. But um, I don't think they suck. I just think they've had some unfortunate circumstances. Uh, Michael Vick, his injury definitely is unfortunate. And then you had to have Nick Foles as your starting quarterback for the past two weeks. Luckily, one of them was against the Bucks. What do you think? Um, exactly what you said. Because of the injuries, um, I don't think they've been able to get in the flow of things. It's kind of like every year. I mean, every every week there's a new wrinkle in their offense, their defense. There's a new injury. There's something just changing too often for them to get in a groove and get things together. Um, and But I, after the first game against us in the season opener, I knew they weren't going to look like that the whole time. But I didn't think they were going to – it was going to turn around like this for them. But I think it's just there's too much going on as far as, like, injuries and, and stuff. And now Michael Vick having to come back, you know, whether he's ready or not because Nick Foles went down. You know, him coming back before he's ready it might not be a good thing for them either. So I don't really know. I think it's probably injuries. We have two more questions. One from Jared Lines, who is a assistant coach, right? 
at Eastern Mennonite University? That or is, is he right. the head coach? Assistant coach. Assistant. All right. Should college athletes be paid? Short answer, yes. And we probably would have Jared come on for part two of our um, of our discussion. We had one a few weeks ago. Right. I have another college athlete that yes. we're probably going to bring on. Yes. Um, I'm going to say no. They should not get paid. All right. And our last question from Rashawn Sweets, who has been on this show before. What's the best trade option for trade uh, for Fred Davis, tight end of the Washington Redskins? His idea is package deal with Davis and Kirk Cousins to get Josh Gordon and a second-round pick from Cleveland or to Buffalo for Bird. And Bird is a uh, – I think he's a defensive back, I think, but I'm not sure. And a third and a third pick, third round draft pick. I don't know what the best trade option is, but trading that is the option for him. That is what <laughs> needs to be done. Um, I don't. I don't really know. I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to let go of Kirk Cousins. I don't want to package him with Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like that package deal. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But he needs to be traded. All right. And those are our questions for our Q&A session. And it has been a great show. Yes. Uh, before we leave, you could definitely uh, interact with us on Twitter, uh, SportsRealityLV. Email us at thesportsreality at gmail.com. And on Twitter, thesportsrealityLV. For all those who will be in town for Howard Homecoming, we'll definitely be Downtown on Georgia Avenue, 2622 Georgia Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C. We will definitely be here for our Listen Vision uh, showcase. And um, we have the Lazy Hour coming up next. What's yep. on tap for y'all tonight? Got some local artists coming in. All right. Oh, real quick. Um, Rememberables, their CD was pretty good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They were pretty good. I definitely listened to it uh, last Definitely be week. checking them out live. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, yeah, stay tuned for the lazy hour. And until next time, Rike. Sports reality. Peace. Peace.